Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. All right, welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 86 tonight, pre-Thanksgiving on uh, 2020, which is, I'm sure, an interesting year for everyone to have Thanksgiving. So I hope that you're finding something in your plans right now to uh, to hang out for this week and, and do what you got to do. But because of that, thank you guys for everyone that's hanging out right now. You can tell by last week, this week, and I'm sure throughout December, my schedule is is just funky and our guest schedules are funky and this is just like the wave that we're riding here to uh to make sure that we're still out weekly so thank you everyone for hanging out you're listening to episode 86 tonight of the podcast about a month into me moving up here i didn't even tell you that ryan i moved up i'm from new hampshire i moved up to this area dude so about a month of me moving up into the portland area here and i'm kind of going on like a uh a spree here of like being like, oh yeah, I could have always talked to a bunch of cool people from Portland, but on Zoom and everything, because I have been, but now I'm here. So like, why didn't I do that? So now I'm here doing that. So I'd like to introduce Ryan Adams. You may know him as Ryan Writes on Things from the Portland area here. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you for being on, man. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for having me. It's that a- face was good, dude. Whatever face you just made when you do did this, oh, thank like you. you just... yeah. I think that's the that's the like post dinner mid uh, drink. <laughs> like, kinda, I liked it, man. <laughs> it was really surveying the Instagram crowd. It was like <laughs> it was with it, man. Awesome, awesome. Glad that worked. Yeah, thank thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. So for for those that haven't been keeping up with him, first of all. Definitely follow him on Instagram because he posts a lot of his stuff, or if not all of it, on there, and it's crazy awesome stuff. But he is a artist, a muralist, uh, and I just say artist, man, because you're just like it. It could be on the side of a, a a beer can, it could be on a wall, it could be in in signage, it could be it's it's your. Whenever I like introduce and people that may be specific on like maybe the medium that it's delivered on. It's like, I never really say like a straight up muralist because you're, you're an artist at the core. And I feel like if the right opportunity or the right thing that, that struck you, your art would just go wherever it needs to go to still keep delivering whatever it is that you do. So Ryan writes on things as an artist here that we have today. So. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's, I mean, that's very accurate. You know I mean? I think, I kind of just because everybody needs it, it feels good, to, or I guess it's easier to digest if you're in a certain lane. So I normally say, yeah, artist, artist muralist, um, painter, sign painter, designer, like essentially just creator. You know, I like to I like to make things, and and fortunately enough, it's my my full time profession now. So hell yeah, yeah, yeah dude, that's that's uh that's accurate. Uh, you know, whatever I Ryan writes on things, whatever I can. Uh, put my signature on I will. Yeah, man. I mean, that's legit why like like I like I was telling you earlier, I'm I have an artist, uh, a musician in recording background. That's like my day-to-day love and bread and butter, but I specifically made this podcast not only about that thing because 
like every creator that I've ever met. And now we're on episode 86. Everyone has like the same things to offer. Like it doesn't matter. Like I get so many ideas from every type of artist and business owner because they just have the same ideas. They're just expressing it through different energies and stuff. It's weird. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's great to vibe off that too. You know, I think that's super important to staying creative is to talk to other people, you know, that are kind of in that same mindset and kind of trying to uh, figure out how to express ourselves with uh, the kind of creative tools that we have. I get like super inspired off of talking to people from all different walks of the artistic or creative world. Um, Hell yeah. How they go about getting from you know, idea to finished product. Um, so yeah, yeah. it's super important. I'm, that I process think. is, is like sometimes like the most impactful for me to like, understand why, how, like, how did you, you're like, how did you come up with that like specific piece and like have people talk through it? Sometimes you're like, that's totally not what I was thinking in my head of like how you came up with that idea. That's crazy as hell, you know? Oh, for sure. Like I think, <laughs> so, I mean, my, my background was in kind of traditional graffiti writing. And yeah. Yeah. A, real quick. Cause I'll, I'll spin off dude. Oh yeah. I'll no, let you just be right, like, go into, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally bring people through that. I'm sorry guys. I'm getting all like <laughs> jacked up and pumped up right now where I'm, I'm already want to just like pick at them and like ask them questions. Ryan, do you want to walk through people like more than like my two seconds of like introducing you? Like what, what are you about, man? I, and, and what do you do more than what I said? Cause you Absolutely. were about to explain it and that, and people definitely need that if they haven't met you. Oh, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So Ryan writes on things as we kind of already covered. Um, but my background, um, kind of in, in art or I guess, uh, in that, in that world was in, uh, graffiti. Uh, so I started off as a graffiti writer. I mean, that's, that's kind of where my love for kind of bright colors, letters, creating all was kind of formed. Um, so, I mean, as, as a kid, actually, I received a copy of Subway Art, which was a book that chronicled the 70s and 80s um, subway graffiti movement in New York City. Cool. And it just like totally blew my mind. Um, I was, you know, I, I'm born and raised here in Portland. So I didn't see a lot of that. Like growing up, um, I was just kind of like, whoa, what is this? And I was also very young when I received the book. So. I mean, from that point on, it was like searching it out. It was like, how did that come into play? In that book? Or, uh, an after school teacher of mine, Erin Leon was her name. Shout out Erin. Um, she's, uh, she was from Atlantic city, I believe. And was just like doing an after school program up here and ended up being like, Hey, like you seem to be like, you know, kind of little hip hop kid. Like, have you ever seen this before? And it was just like, you know, like I just immediately danger. So Ever since then, I was kind of like seeking out how this happened, where it happened, like anything I could grasp. Because this is pre-internet days. I couldn't just like type it into a search engine. Yeah. Um, so I ended up like kind of collecting magazines. And then once I got old enough to kind of meander on my own, it was kind of finding these locations like where graffiti would happen. Because graffiti was happening here in Portland at the time. Um, so you know, kind of being in places I probably shouldn't have been as a, as a young person, as a little kid. But um, yeah, I ended up just kind of seeking it out and then just being like, how is this happening? Like, and from then on, it was just kind of like this strange obsession as to like, who does it? How, how does it work? How are they doing this with spray paint? Like, it was just so many unanswered questions that I just kind of grasped onto it. And I kind of studied as much as I could. Um, 
the whole time, I mean, I wasn't really going out and being active painting graffiti until I was later in my teens. But there's a period of time where I was just kind of trying to study it and understand as much as I could with the books and magazines that I could, that I had access to. Yeah. Um, and then later in my teens, I started kind of becoming active and going out there and giving it a shot and um, being absolutely terrible and making a total mess out of a lot of things that I feel really bad about <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, it was a, it was a learning process and, um, you know, you just kind of publicly suck really bad at something for a while and, and you just kind of grit your teeth through it and, and, and try to get better. So um, that's kind of where things started. And from there, I mean, it was just, you know, once I started painting, I just wanted to get better so badly that I just like, once again, like I said, kind of this obsession over it, um, just like thinking about it all the time like just so many, so many sketchbooks drawn in so many uh, just places where I could paint, like just so many rounds and rounds of trying to figure it out. And through it totally hits you, dude. It like, it like caught you. Like once that like hit, you're like, this is the only thing I care about. Like I need to do this. Yeah. And like at that age too, there's like not too much else going on. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's like school, there's, you know, social life, but then it's like, if something grabs you like that, it's kind of like just all encompassing. And that's exactly what happened. So um, through trying to get better at graffiti writing, there's sort of like a, I don't want to say like an traditional apprenticeship, but if you're lucky enough to find an older graffiti writer or somebody, because like I said, pre-internet. So, I mean, internet was barely a part of it um, at this point. Um, but if you were lucky enough to find someone that knew what they were doing or had got good at what they were doing, um, it was kind of like a step-by-step of how you get better. And the first thing that you learn is like very basic letter forms. Like you can't learn how to bend and extend and do all types of wild things with letters until you understand the basic structure. And that was a part that really also caught me when so when I was learning that through doing graffiti I was like whoa there's a lot of parts to building letters that are way more difficult than I thought you know (laughs) like and yeah I kind of got into the uh I guess kind of uh like hand lettering and text design and things like that where I was a little more kind of it kind of widened my um I guess my interest a bit um to where I was like okay so there's a lot more to do with letters that really kind of grabs me. So that's kind of where that started. Um, and then, yeah, it was just painting graffiti for years. And then all of a sudden I got this opportunity to do a paid commission for a business um, that it had initially burnt down. Bing is, it was up here. Um, they still have a spot. Bing is um, like wings, like delicious. But they had a spot on Congress that burnt down. Okay. Um, and I was like, I, I think I've told this, this story before, but I was like, I'm going to paint it. It's a good spot. Um, so <laughs> I reached out to somebody who worked there and knew somebody, and they were like, the owner said it's fine. And I was like, cool. So, on, like, on, the so, side, on the side of the building, outside or inside for the business? Outside, because it was all boarded up. It had burnt down at the time. So I painted it, did a big graffiti piece and just kind of wrote like, oh, we miss you, Bingas, kind of Jamaican jerk, kind of things like that on there. And the owners of the company were like, hey, listen, we 
we want to find out who that is and we want to pay them to do our new interior of our new space. Um, awesome. I was like, whoa. You know, at first I was You're kind like, of I didn't like, know that that was an option. Basically, right? No idea. No, it doesn't happen yet. And the first one you're doing, you're just like, you're like, I see this like burned up building where like, hopefully people aren't going to get mad at me, and I want to just, I want to do that. So like, you saw an opportunity, and then they're like, no, but like, this is sick. We just want it on the building that we're going to now be in, which is over here. Yeah, (laughs) it was. It was kind of like I don't know. I mean, the when I talk about it to to people, it's kind of like this weird because at the same, you know, there's like. But, you know, now being older, it's like, I don't advocate for illegal activity. It's not what I'm going to do. But at the same time, like, I saw something, I wanted it, and I went and got it. And through that, it just happened to work out that the folks were like, hey, we love this. <laughs> that That's not how, it, you know, that could have gone many different directions, but that's the way that it went. And, um, yeah, so the, the next thing I knew, I was like, in a in a meeting room with like architects and designers and owners and, you know, kind of people working on build outs. And that was the first time I was like, Whoa, like this is, this is a thing. Like this, this, this work that I've kind of like dedicated my life to that I felt, you know, I mean, graffiti is not appreciated by 99.5% of the people out there. So it's like, I didn't think anyone cared about this or appreciated it at all. Yet here I am in a situation where people are, you know, going to commission me for my work in this yeah. space. Big and deal, so, dude. Total yeah. different, total different perception of like, not only like, had you not like even gotten to do some of those bigger works that you wanted to, because like, you just didn't have a space to do it or whatever. So like you're, you're in your book in here and like by now, like, I don't know how much time, cause you didn't, I don't think you said the amount of time that's passed at this point, but I imagine it seems like a, a good amount of time where you were younger and got like kind of stricken with this, like right away. Then you're like in this book working in this, like still like really about it. Then you finally get this piece where you're like, now I get to finally put this out. That's just like the size and like the, the project like type that I want to do essentially. Now you even graduate past that where someone's like, they're not only valuing the work, but they're like, I want to pay you to have this brand, my business, which is like a baby for me. And you're like, holy shit like i didn't realize <laughs> yeah. that we're i didn't yeah. realize that that this could be that essentially until i got to do this and like now we're here and this is crazy yeah that's absolutely that's you nailed it and that's just nuts, i guess dude. when i'm thinking about the amount of time that passed there i think it was probably like six seven years probably like seven years of like sure. you know from actually starting to really take painting graffiti seriously to being at this this point that's time um, man so yeah, I mean there was there was a lot yeah. of time and hours put into that prior to even getting this this first shot, and I mean shout to them because they gave me that first shot and it just completely rewired the way that I was thinking. You know what I mean? Because I, I genuinely thought that this was something that no one cared about. Like no one cared about the work mm. that I was doing. You know, you're kind of pouring your heart and soul into something and the general public just doesn't give a shit. So you just kind of become okay with that. And then this opportunity totally flipped that for me. And was like, Oh, wait a second. I have a skill that is useful um, for other businesses and that I can use to, I guess, kind of progress and, and make money and, and kind of you know, like a progress in my work and make money. So yeah, yeah that was kind of like a huge game changer. After that happened, it was pretty much like, I mean, like I said, it kind of rewired 
the way I was thinking. And um, from then on out, it was just like, okay, like I would, I would, I was I'm going to do this now. Yeah. It was, it was like you, you do one and then somebody else sees that or like another business owner is like, Hey, who did that? That's unique. You know, that's not like the cookie cutter, you know, wallpaper that everyone has. Like, yeah, that's unique to this space. Who did that? And like I get another opportunity and it's kind of same thing. Another owner, another like, or somebody else who, you know, has some, you know, some connection to another business sees a unique piece in that place. And kind of, it just, that that's honestly it, it luckily knock on wood it hasn't stopped since then <laughs> and then only kind of grown um and like i guess kind of a, an offshoot from there i kind of spoke to it a little bit earlier was kind of with the graffiti and like trying studying letter forms um like kind of the the letter nerd side of me kind of started so um that's when i linked up with one of my good friends and now business partner, Will Sears, who is already like a sign painter and uh, kind of teaching himself how to paint signs and, and going through the motions there. And is kind enough to just kind of let me tag along, help out on a few things and then showed me mm-hmm. kind of how to care for brushes and how to create manufacture and, you know, make signs and, you know, work on, I mean, cause sign painting is a totally different, side of the brain it's a totally different structure yeah so he really helped me out there with kind of bringing me into that world and as with graffiti as soon as i got a little like taste of it it was like grasped on you know (laughs) it was like okay here's another thing i'm gonna obsess over and you already had like this obsession with like how do i create like letters and fonts and things like in a way that means something so it's like you already have like the stew there to do to like then grab a hold of that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird how they kind of like feed each other and how they're so similar. Um, but yeah, that kind of became its own lane within itself. So then there's a sign painting business. You have better letter, which, you know, shout out to the team. I own with Will, Will Sears and Tess O'Brien and my wife, Rachel. Um, but yeah, so the sign painting became a thing. Murals became a thing. And then with murals and spray paint, I started to kind of, try to do more than just letters. So it became kind of more trying to mix some more realism and some more kind of design elements because, you know, I'm still have just as much fun spray painting a wall today as I did when I was 17 years old. So like, I don't, I always want to learn more. So that's when kind of like the portraiture and those type of things have come into play with kind of the, uh, the arsenal uh, or I guess like the, uh, type of work I can do. And that's pretty much where we are today. Kind of, <laughs> that's how we added the things on. And now it's kind of this, this one package where I'm able to kind of create things in different lanes and different places for a living. Randomly so. go do like a huge project down in Maryland. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. How did that, that was... project come out? I, I just took a look at the pictures today. You told me about it when we were getting into scheduling. And yeah. then like, I remember you had told me about it. And I kind of forgot a little bit because I got like swooped back into stuff. I was like, okay, I'm going to hit him up later. And then today when we were getting ready to be on tonight, I looked back at your Instagram and I saw like the size of that project. And then I was like, oh, well, that makes sense because he said he was going down (laughs) to Maryland for like a month or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this thing's massive. (laughs) (laughs) Is that just like, was that just people seeing your art? on social or around here or like a connection that moved out that way or that you had known 
in there? Like, how did that happen, man? Because it seems like they're, they're just like you're talking about the different lanes that are growing and spider webbing out. And that's obviously it's, it picks up momentum. But, but what happened with that project? Was that like one of your bigger ones? Like, absolutely. That was the largest to date. Big, actually. man. I mean, the size was just, it was a big one. <laughs> it was definitely a big one. Um, that came about through uh, Mural Arts Co., which is a, a company run by some guys that I've known for, for years. It was actually through kind of like graffiti world connection. Hmm. That's kind of another thing is that like, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, people that wrote graffiti when they were younger ended up either hmm. in the design or, you know, mural world. I mean, it's kind of an easy transition. Yeah. So these are guys I've known for a few years and they ended up uh, starting this company. That's wonderful. Like they, I mean, I guess, I wouldn't, I don't know if they consider a broker, but they pretty much like, you know, companies or towns or places that are looking for, you know, really good work. They line them up with the right artists and they kind of have um, like a, a cachet, I guess, of artists that they work with. And I happen to be one of them. And this project came up. So the city of Towson, Maryland sent out uh, RFP for, it was a national RFP. And I think there was like 42 artists that, applied nationally and mural arts co me and they were like hey listen we think this would be a good one for you yeah you want to put in a proposal i was like sure whatever and this was probably like a year ago at this point wow um and i was just like yeah sure you know like and it was one of those things that like i i i did the proposal Sorry, sorry, y'all. I did it in like a quick, I did it like a night, like the first one. Um, it wasn't the refine. It wasn't the final piece, but the first one I was just kind of like, oh yeah, cool. Like we'll throw something in and like <laughs> threw it in. And then it was like a couple months later, they're like, hey, you've progressed to like the top ten. Can you refine it? And I was like, oh wow, okay, oh. like cool. Let's let's give that a shot. And that's when I really kind of like made it, you know, really refined it and made it kind of what it is. And then. I was just finishing up another job of, you know, during the summertime and they're like, Hey dude, they want you to do it. So it was, it was nuts. It was, it was wild. Dude. That's <laughs> so, crazy, man. So and I it's guess like to kind of describe it, it's six different panels all starting 10 feet off the ground and they're in the geometric gem style that I do. And it's sort of like a, a gradient that moves across the three, I mean, across the six. Sure. Um, each one has a word in there because it's on their public library. So each one has a word in there that kind of came to mind when thinking about a library. Um, so it was all brush and all roller and huge shout out to B. Daniel, who is like my ace, one of my favorite humans on the planet. B rolled down there with me and they helped me with this entire project. And also a few folks that are also lined up with mural arts co down there came and helped out. Um, but it was a beast of a project and we knocked that entire thing out in 11 days. Wow. It was, uh, yeah. 14 days, two on the road, one rain day. And then 11 days of just like killing no it. Sleep. Killing <laughs> yeah. it dude. Absolutely killing it. That's yeah, no thanks. joke, man. That's no yeah, joke. It was, it was wild. It's pretty much like the size of a city block. It's, it's a, it's, it was, it was a huge, huge honor to be able to do that for him. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. And what's sweet about it, man? Like, like obviously, like, um, I don't think I, I don't. No, I think I did tell you is way later on when we were chatting. 
He, I think, is looking, watching. Yeah, he is. Durkish Delights. I, I interviewed Great. Mike Durkey, Durkish Delights, on this podcast, and he had mentioned you because he does awesome murals and stuff like yeah, that. Absolutely. And yeah. uh, he mentioned something about you just like in, in passing about something that you had said that had made an impact on him. And then I, you just stuck in my head to remember I when I checked out your work after that. But then I, I've worked through the Portland area for some time. Mm-hmm. And I know that it, I had seen some art like every once in a while. And I was like, Hey, that's sick. Like, that's like sweet. Like, like I love, I love having that around. Right. And I ran into more and more of it. And then I got more into your stuff and I was like, Oh shit. Like some of that's his, a lot of it is your stuff. And I just been like passing it and stuff. And it's like, what is so cool about street art and mural art and things like that past even the branding and the entity on these brands that you support. Cause that's a thing in itself is for that town. I mean, for that town with that amount of space or like even all these parts of Portland that like you listed out the addresses for me one day. Cause I was like, dude, I want to go and like do, okay. do a drive through. Yeah. And I didn't do all of it yet. I didn't do all that. Okay. Yet, but I'm going <laughs> to, I want to do a day where like I hit all of it and like, the same time so i like bring it in oh, you know damn. yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah i can yeah. drive around yeah. dude you know but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what i'm getting at with that is just that what must be such a cool feeling for you is to know that i mean god knows how many years are going to pass man that art is going to be a part of those cities and towns like it doesn't yeah. make sense to like to to put things over that art like that is a piece of that building and you see crap like like right now at this property, I have an 1850s barn that's still here, and I found some 1910 newspapers in this friggin' barn. There's stuff if it's good stuff, it stays around for way past like the creators. Sometimes that's got to feel so cool to put that thumbprint on stuff and and while you're around, like just put that thumbprint around the world, dude. Oh, for sure, it's it's an honor. You know what I mean? Not it's to go too honor. like headspace on it, but I I think about that all the time. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, it's an absolute honor to have people that, um, or, you know, just like people in the community or businesses in the community that have that trust, um, in, in, in my work and what I do. That's, that's huge. And I definitely don't take that lightly. I think that's, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I can only, I can only hope that these, some of these things kind of outlast me. I think that's one of the things that, yeah. that, uh, kind of came along and when getting into sign painting and graffiti too, but more, more or less than sign painting is that sometimes you catch a sign that was painted in the fifties or like in the, you know, in the sixties and it's still running, it's still there. Yeah. And it, there's, there's, there's a human, there's a, there's a human hand behind that, that thought of that design, that layout worked on that and created that for that, that space. And that's, that's like an amazing thing to me to kind of have, a legacy in that sense. And it catches people and it makes little micro interactions that happen. Like when you're not around or I bet you when you're done or like other times when you're in the area and you sit there, you'll watch people just get like micro affected. Even if it's like really quick, they're like walking, they're like, Whoa, that's really cool. But like it's becoming little, little pieces of people's days, like constantly in every single spot that you're planting, like the little seeds out there. And that's crazy to think of a piece of your, your mind, your story imprints out in little micro ways like that with how people are even really understanding is kind of yeah. a cool piece. of Absolutely. It. Yeah. Like I said, I take that very seriously because you are affecting a person's environment. It's, 
Yeah, I mean, I know that, I mean, if I'm fortunate enough, I mean, I guess if if all goes well and what I hope for is that it it affects them in a positive way, you know, and that it it helps people out. And like one of the, one of the things I love the most about painting in public is watching people interact with the piece or interact with each other about the piece. It's like, you'll see two Mm -hmm. people that might live in the neighborhood that would never, ever talk. Like they just walk by each other every single day and they might have a moment where they're both kind of looking at this, like, Oh, this is new. Like, and then you'll see people kind of have a conversation. That sort of thing to me is like, I don't know. Like it's, it's just the best part because to me, there's not too many positive things that I think can get two strangers that walking down the street to, to come together and have a discussion, especially about art. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's rare, at least in my, in my experiences. So when I see that happen, it's just kind of like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, it's it's wonderful. It's amazing, you know, and that's kind of a, a driver behind why why I still continue to do it. I bet, man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty. I mean, there's there's like there's levels to it too because there's also at the same time the the personal side of it. My wife made fun of me one time because I was we were driving around and I was like, oh, nice, that sign's still running. Oh, cool. All right, that piece is still running. Like, other than she's just like is this just an extension of your like graffiti kid? Like I still got that spot. I still got that spot. <laughs> like, you know, it might be, like, there is kind of still the, the personal side of it, but I also understand that, uh, there's, there's, there's so much more happening, uh, with, with someone didn't lo- come by oh. and tag back on your sign. You're like, I was just there yeah. last week. I can't believe he got there. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah dude it's it's funny there's there's like i said there's levels to it so i mean i i just i really enjoy doing it a lot and and i feel like i said i've said it many times but it's it's an honor to be able to do this and to have the trust from the community that i have i very special it's awesome man and i mean portland's such a awesome area like oh, sure. the culture here is so good uh it's like sure. definitely it plays in perfect with with it one thing I want to ask, because I think we were, no, I've got two things that I definitely wanted to hit with you. Cool. One dates back to Mike's conversation with me that hit me in the first place about something that you said that we talk about a lot on the podcast. And that was, uh, you had said to him, this had made an impact for him before it hit me. And it was, you were talking to him about like, enjoy the process before you're full time, essentially like enjoy this thing that's happening right now. And Mike Durkee is full time and he's killing it too. Like, I think you might've hit him before then or something, but you said, you said, enjoy the process of doing these things that you're doing right now, going after full time, because when you're full time, it's awesome. But like, this part of the process is awesome too. And you need to enjoy that while you're there. Cause sometimes you, you like are just so looking, you're so in the future of like, how do I get to this thing? And it's so constant mm-hmm. that you're like not paying attention to like the really crazy, awesome shit that's happening every day right now with you working towards it. How exciting that is that you're look at all of the stuff that you've made move, man. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what, what do you think on that concept that might've hit him when you said that? Yeah, so that was actually advice that was kicked down to me from my uh, good friend and huge inspiration, Matt Moore. Um, if anyone 
out there is listening, check him out. MWM graphics. He's like the, the best. I mean, in my opinion, like he's just one of the most talented humans on the planet. And he's been a huge inspiration to me, a good friend for years. And right when I was getting ready to make the transition over to full-time on the creative side, because I worked a, a corporate job, I mean, for a decade, like a very stressful, fast-paced corporate job for a decade prior to making this full-time. Sure. And I was talking about it, you know, same, same as what you were saying, how I was thinking 10 steps ahead, like, okay, but then I need to lock this down and then I need to figure out how to get my stuff out there and it's on a third. And dude was just kind of like, listen, you need to enjoy this moment right now because this is only going to happen once you getting ready to make this transition over to full time, you having all this energy, all this drive, all this determination to absolutely make it happen. He's like, this feeling happens one time. So you need to like bask in it, like just enjoy it. Like, under yes plan ahead you know <laughs> no one don't should you know like you should definitely don't just have a chill plan. this is a hard but, thing to do you should work yeah. at it but like, you will never have this sort of drive like i mean you'll for, hopefully you'll always have a driver you'll always have something that's pushing you to improve and to work hard the whole nine but there's something about before you take that leap that is like so it's just like it, it it's a feeling that i can't really explain it's terrifying on every front it's super exciting it's like am i finally here uh, maybe maybe not <laughs> and like there's just something that's so just like powerful about that moment and he really helped me kind of grasp that because like i said i was thinking 10 steps ahead yeah and i wasn't like oh wait a second okay like you really have to harness this and you really have to hold on to this and kind of take this and push that energy out and just enjoy it. And just, yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's very easy to just be scared, be terrified and let all the emotions kind of like, uh, I guess kind of keep you thinking past where you are, but right. just kind of living in it and being in that energy filled moment and just kind of like grasping it. That was, yeah, that was huge. That was I mean, that dude's blessed me with so many gems over the years, but that one was huge. That one was very, very helpful. And I'm glad I was able to kick that over, too. You did, so dude. Uh, you did. Yeah. You took I'm that. I was able to keep that one moving because that's very important. You did, man. You totally did. You not you sent it to to Mike, and then he, he hit me with it. And, like, I was I was starting to, like – I don't know if it's mature or if it's just like I've been in the hustle for long enough that mm-hmm. like move, mo- moving way moving way up that line of like being at it long enough and seeing that to like give it back to myself. But it hit me at the right time too. And I was like, and I thought about it and then we brought it out to the audience here and we're blowing up the concept here again. So awesome. um, I, I do, I think it's like the more, the, the longer I've been in the game, the more important I think it is because of exactly what you said like first of all like you have to give yourself like credit on some of that stuff because sometimes you're like you're you're working so hard at it you're planning and you're so fixated just like you were saying like once you got like hit with your like th- oh this is the thing that i have to do and then like you get validation of like oh this is the thing that i can do mm-hmm. game over like i'm gonna do it like that once you like are that person or that mindset and like it's gonna happen 
then all of a sudden it's just like a series of like these things to like make it happen. And sometimes you need to like step. And I was telling this to my wife, like sometimes you need to step back and be like, we're doing some weird shit right now. We're doing some crazy shit. And like, we, we like to not think that it's crazy because like we're doing it every day. And then you're like, this is normal. And like, you're not doing enough and like, blah, blah. blah. And then like, you look around and you're like, no, we're doing some weird shit to accomplish this. And like, we should be proud because like, it's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, dude, that is it's not an so, easy thing to do. That is so real, dude. Like, it's, you know, when you, when I think when you kind of like leave the beaten path and you kind of choose something that's left, you know, and, and something that doesn't have a manual as, or like, I guess a step-by-step or uh, telling you how to succeed and you're really figuring out as you go, like it gets, it's, it can be nuts. Like my wife and I talk about it doesn't about feel it like, when you're living it, you know, right. like you don't give that to yourself. Sometimes you're like, you're like, you're like, yeah, today we got to go do this thing. And I got to yeah. drive 12, you know, I got to drive 12 hours. I'll be there for like two hours and then I'll like, I'll sleep on this plane. And then like this <laughs> person know. will be, and then you're like, like you're saying it and you're like, this is the plan. Like, this is the thing yeah. that has to, this yeah. is on my calendar today. Every and then day. like, someone's yeah. like, what's up? And you're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. I need to give myself a, something dude. Like that was weird and hard. That, that's so real. I had that moment with uh, my wife, like actually when she came down to visit me in Baltimore, when I was working on that project and she actually within this year has created and launched uh, Tachi, which is a line of, fabric um or textile designs and kids clothing so like no way since, like i want to say she started this in like february and by uh, october she had this fully functioning company with like just every like all the designs all like everything like the whole manufacturing setup already and like i that we were driving in in Baltimore, you know, <laughs> oh I'm in the middle God. of crazy. I mean, it's probably like 11 o'clock at night, you know, cause I'm finally off the wall. We're like driving back to the hotel and I'm like, have you taken a second to kind of like recognize what you accomplished right now? Like, cause that is, that's insane. But we're so, like you said, okay, gotta be here. Gotta do this. I'm going to be away for these days. Boom. Okay. Gotta grab yeah. the kids. Gotta da da da. That you don't take a second to step back and be like, whoa, you, created this entire thing during covid with a full-time job and kids <laughs> like, like you gotta step back and be like hey listen you know like you gotta take those moments you really do <laughs> oh my really god do. dude yeah <laughs> cheers to her man i'm gonna i'm gonna check that out i'll have to check out what that brand she created oh for sure please do she's i mean she's 10 times more talented and durable than I, I mean that, that woman, I'm hands down. She's the brains of this operation. You know, she's, <laughs> she's, she's a pro. <laughs> That's nuts, man. Yeah. And for those out there that not, maybe not on Instagram or maybe on Instagram, but anyone that's listening to the podcast on the Tuesday where this comes out, so not tomorrow, but the week after that, I will have, I will put that Ryan in the show notes. I'll put her brand in here too. So people Perfect. can go check that it out. That would be wonderful. Cause that's sweet. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Cool, man. That was a good explanation of that. Yeah. You know, like you, I mean, as you know, you kind of get so like either it's weird because it's like, you're always thinking a few steps ahead, but at the same time, it's about the task that day. So you're kind of head down running 
but yep. knowing there's a goal on the end of that, then you hit the goal and you're like, okay, cool. And then you keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need to, you know, so be like, wait a minute, we accomplished that. Like, you're like, wait, okay. you know? that was back there though. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. No, that was wild as hell. And you're like, you acted normal though that day. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or like exactly. flip side to it. I've been saying to people like when they're calling and checking in on me right now, I didn't tell you what I'm up to right here, but this, this property is a big step towards what I'm trying to do. But like when people are checking in, I'm not like pumped right now because I'm really stressed and scared about stuff. But like people go like, Oh, like, well, didn't you like, did you not know? And I'm like, no, I planned this. Like I know, I knew that this is going to happen, but I've been explaining to people that this portion for me is like telling people that you're going to hike like a big mountain. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about, uh, four thousand I don't know my mountain terms, so don't kill me mountain people out there, but like four thousand, five thousand, like it's a big mountain, it's a big climb. Mm-hmm. If you're like I don't know, like you know what you're doing, like you you plan the climb, like you know like what you're gonna wear that day because of like it's Mount Washington, the weather changes or whatever it is. Like you plan the climb, you plan what you're gonna wear, you plan everything, right? You know that it's gonna be a really hard climb. Yep. That's different though than when you get there and you're in the parking lot and then you're looking up and you're like <laughs> holy shit that's what we're doing today and you're like yeah you knew this like you've climbed other mountains and like you knew that this one was like a bigger one than those and like you remember that those kind of sucked and like you knew all this and then like now that you're standing next to it you're like oh yeah like we are doing that and then like it's really scary and stressful when you're there even though you planned it it's like that can go the opposite way too where it's like you can you can plan things down to the science you can know the math you can have a plan, like say you're starting a business, you can mitigate all the risk. You can mm-hmm. do all these amazing things in it. But like at the end of the day, like you're still might be doing some really scary crap too. And like, you'll also feel it even if you planned it, it's just like all part oh, of it on sure. both sides of it, recognizing oh, and feeling it, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. There is, there is a huge difference between planning something out and being prepared and actually starting it. Yeah. Uh, I just had that with the Baltimore yeah. job. Because I wasn't able to get down. I mean, with COVID, it's like I wasn't able to get down and do a site visit until it was time to go paint. So oh, wow. I got there and saw the size of it. It was like, okay, like I had the measurements, but uh, yeah, all right. Exactly <laughs> what I'm talking <laughs> about, man. Moment of like, okay, you know. <laughs> We're going to paint and all so this. I, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing all of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so it's, there's, you know, like I said, a huge difference between preparation. And, and being ready mentally and then actually starting the job. So I totally feel you there. So this is a, this is one that you said that someone else asked you recently. So sorry, Ryan fans out there, if you got like an answer like this, or this might've been a private <laughs> conversation, dude, but I wanted to ask it here too. Yeah. What would you recommend to creatives going into a, you know, full-time creative lifestyle right now, a freelance lifestyle, like, someone who's trying to go in right now to do this type of thing. So like, what's some, uh, you know, like advice that you'd give them or thoughts that you have for them? Cause someone asked you this recently. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it was, it was kind of twofold. So I think if you're already at the place where, you know, you've kind of built up enough momentum and enough work that you're about to take the leap or you're thinking about it, or if you're trying to figure out how to do that, I guess the, the, advice that I would give is that unfortunately I haven't found out any shortcuts. <laughs> it's really just busting ass and time 
invested. There were, I mean, for those 10 years that I was working the corporate day gig and doing all these jobs, there was, there's times where people were like, oh, we didn't, you know, most people didn't know that I had a, a full-time day job, but it was like, I was working, you know, all day long and then all evening until I had to crash. And it was a lot of times seven days a week. There were months that would go by where I'd have a day off, you know what I mean? And, and yep. things like that. So it's like, it's really time spent. Like I have yet to find a shortcut. And for most of the people I've chatted with that have kind of been in the same situation, it's they have the same advice. It's like, yeah, it was sleepless nights. It was, you know, years of juggling everything in the schedule and just making it happen, carving out the time for it. Um, it's yeah. even, even now we do that with all the things we have going on. I put a quick video on my Instagram page of a, a job that my wife and I did together. Um, it was like a love Portland mural. And like, if you watch it, it shows a little bit of the like behind the scenes. Cause I was like, we should like get some of these shots on video sometimes because it's, I mean, like honestly, I'll have one kid sleeping on this side one kid like hanging off this side and I'm like trying to doodle on the iPad <laughs> while Rachel's finishing up something that's due, you know, that night. So it's like, God bless you, man. It, yeah. It's, it's like, in it, you have to just carve the time out and just make it happen. So that was kind of the, the advice I had for people kind of thinking about that. And then I've, I've said too before to people that are kind of like thinking about kind of going into the creative life just in general, one of the things that I've kind of lived by is don't be afraid to suck. <laughs> like everything you start, you're going to suck at first. Like you're going to, you're not going to be good when you first start anything. But once again, time spent, put in those hours, work it and you'll get better. And I think yeah. now, especially with, with social media and everything, there's like, way more pressure like i was able to suck a lot of the times under a bridge and nobody would see it but like now it's like a lot a lot of people that are, are doing things um and putting them right out there there's a lot of pressure to be like really really good at something uh, as soon as you start and that's not how things work and i think if you try to live by that and stick by that you're going to skip steps and you're going to find shortcuts and it's going to end up hurting you in the long run so as another kind of the piece of advice I've always said is don't be afraid to suck at something, work through it. Like, you, you know, hopefully the hours put in it a little pay off. So yeah, yeah. those are kind of the two, I guess, <laughs> pieces of the, the dad advice I would give to, <laughs> to people thinking about going towards, towards this route. It's good advice, man. It's like, it's, it's advice that people like on the first portion of it, Mm-hmm. Or both of them, actually. Both of those two points that you made. Anyone who's looking for the shortcut, they hate hearing what you just said. Like, if they hit you up, I'm not talking about this person that hit you up recently because I don't know this person, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes people hit you up and they'll be like, how do, how, you know, how did you do this thing? How did this happen? And they're looking yeah. for like this cheat code or hack. And like, there's no doubt that like you've done so much murals and signs and things like there's definitely little tricks i'm sure you have of like oh, oh whenever sure. this thing's happened like you got to do this thing there's always like there's always little hacks oh, so yeah. i'm not yep. saying that there's not like just like you were talking about earlier like i 
having a mentor, like having someone to like see and mm-hmm. there's nothing, there's nothing about that, that, that doesn't make sense. There's always little things like that. But at the end of the day, your advice is, is like, it, it will take time. It It is going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. There are people that aren't going to like your work. You're going to have to keep doing it. And unfortunately probably doesn't really get that much easier because it's still like, <laughs> it's just not, it's just not like a given to you lifestyle. Like it, it doesn't matter how far, I mean, I, I, even past people that I've interviewed on here, like I, I constantly want to like, I'm reading books or listening to podcasts or whatever. And, and all these creatives out there, there can be people that I completely, completely idolize. And you'll hear them on an interview and they'll be like, yeah, man, if I, you know, I'm only as good as what was happening like last month. If I don't keep trying to figure this stuff out, then like I'll disappear and That's, it, it my yep. name doesn't mean anything even though like you think that like i'm i'm imprinted like this like mm-hmm. for me there's there's huge audio engineers that I, i'm like oh every note everyone knows that person you might want to assume that person just like wakes up and work flows in and to some extent it does to mm-hmm. some extent mm-hmm. for branding but at the end of the day like there is no easy way to just like flip on the lights and mm-hmm. there's no like perfect way to keep them on like you have to always put in the work to get that output and then on the on the flip side of of that what you're saying of like you know no one no one grows up and like when they're a baby they just like as a kid instantly know how to peel banana yeah you know they look at it and they're like what the fuck is that thing like and then they try to like get in the side or like they do all those weird techniques and some of those some of you crazy people out there keep those weird banana peeling techniques out there and it's ridiculous but you eventually you're like, oh, it's the best way to peel a banana. It's yep, like, but you yep. don't know that until you suck at peeling a banana or someone shows you. And like at the end of the day, it's like the same way with creative. Like you either yep. need to, someone needs to show you how to do that like word lettering or whatever technique that you're seeing, or mm-hmm. like you need to just suck at it multiple times. And then eventually you'll be like, this is now not sucking. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The banana feels hilarious. I can attest to that because I got a I got a one year old, so that's it's very very true. <laughs> <laughs> Watching it in real time. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you ever like just like let it play out and like just see what happens? Oh, of course. That's you have to. <laughs> you be like, how is she gonna tackle just, this? Like, <laughs> take it, throw it out the window or something. You're like, <laughs> right on, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah oh my god kids kids are like such like a valuable way to look at things where it's just like how do i create how do i form the best way to do this thing like organically and they're just trying to figure it out you know what i mean it's not like necessarily that bias through social or like what am i wearing today it's just like how do how do i figure this thing out the best way that i can right now yep and bias i mean they i mean my kids obviously they've changed my life in so many ways but just seeing that like pure joy that comes from like making something or experiencing Mm. something for the first time it's like i see them do i see like my oldest zoe she knows how to draw faces now so it's like she'll draw a face and like turn the page around and just be like dad look and i'm just i look at that i'm just like yes all right like 
then I, I gotta feel that, you know what I mean? Like I should, I should still be feeling the same way. Like this is, these are the little pieces that you kind of forget about when you get in the work zone. Yeah. That's, like, that's you, yeah, it's, it's important to remember that, you know? <laughs> like to keep that, keep that feeling and like, exactly. yeah, I just straight up created something and that's mm-hmm. ridiculous chances that I even got to be a human being in existence to be able Absolutely. to do this is nuts. And I should yeah. be on top. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. They help out on a lot of fronts, but that one for sure. <clears throat> All right, man. So we are approaching on an hour here. And oh, wow. I, yeah. That we're just, quick. We're just yeah. jamming. <laughs> the only way that I know is I have a clock up there to All hold right. me All accountable. Right. Yeah. I promise I'm not counting down on you, man. This is a no, good no, conversation. No worries, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I always, ask, I always ask the five questions that I do at the end of the podcast because I ask every single person. So I kind of get like are these normal jam outs that we do like this where we can go every which way but i always have five questions that i ask every person to kind of get one flavor that we can get throughout the whole thing i guess or get sure. the same perspective from every person in some way okay. you know cool. um yeah. and instagram people instagram only lets us go live for an hour so if we lose you because we're approaching that time this whole thing will be out as a podcast not tomorrow, but the week after that, you can check out Waking Up From Work podcast if you haven't checked us out before, and this will be out there if you're dying to hear the answers to these things. But um, <laughs> thank you guys for hanging out either way. This has been a lot of fun avenue. First question would be, and sometimes it's answered through the episode, but I like asking it pointed like this, would be, what makes it so that this is the thing that you wake up and do every day of your life versus any other thing that you could wake up and do on the planet? Why is this the thing that you have to do? Um, uh, it's, this sounds, uh, I don't want this to sound like a it, cop it can, out. It can sound cop out of your cliche. Sometimes that <laughs> means something, to, dude. I have to do this. Like I have to draw. I have to paint. I have to. And when I say that, I mean like, when I go a certain amount of time without doing that, yeah, I kind of become a weird person. Like I, I'm kind of get a little like, I'm not, it's like it's like hangry. You know what I mean? Like you're just not really the most <laughs> pleasant person to be around. Like people so, are like, walking like, down the street past you, and you're and you're like, mm. yeah, it's just like he hasn't painted in a while. Were you yeah, no, I, I, it's it's been such a, it's been something. Painting and creating and expressing myself visually has been just a part of my life for as far as I can remember. You know, even before getting obsessed with the graffiti thing, I always drew what was in my comics. I, I, you know, drew cartoons. I was drawing things for friends. It's just how I know how to express myself. Yeah. And it's also kind of my moment of meditation in a lot of ways where it's like I'm able to kind of zone in and in so many different ways kind of either have a moment to myself or to kind of think um, outside of what I'm doing. If it's just kind of like the filling in motions or just kind of like doing the visual math of figuring out what needs to go where in order to make, uh, you know, design make sense. So it's, I, it's so ingrained in who I am as a person that at this point, if I don't do it, I get weird. So like, so it's, this is, this is why I had to kind of, I had to choose this because I, you know, I, I was in the corporate job and I'm sitting there drawing like in between all my meetings. And it's like, I, I have to, this is, this is everything. This was going to take over at some point. So 
I guess I didn't want to sound like a cop out. No, no. In the way that you explained it out too (laughs) was very good, dude. That was not a cop out at all. It would have been if you just said, you're like, cause I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, next. (laughs) Then I was like, come on, man. Explain it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the way you explained it out is not a cop out at all. That was totally legit. And like, I think that like this show, obviously most people here are, they're either small business owners or creatives or artists or musicians. And like, I think that probably most of you get that feeling. And I think like when, whenever you're doing some of those things that I was saying earlier, where like you recognize it and you're like, yeah, it was a weird thing that I did. Or like, that was like kind of ridiculous. I feel like when people ask you that, that do not pursue those things or would not want to do that, they ask you like, why in the hell would you do X? You're like, like you, whether you're taking a ridiculous risk or like you just did a ridiculous day or you're doing the seven days a week and you have one day off or the month or whatever it is. And you're mm-hmm. like, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if I fail at this. It doesn't matter if I fail for the rest of my life trying to do this. And on my tombstone, it says he tried to do this, even though he did that. <laughs> yeah. I have to, I have yep. to do it. I have to do it. Absolutely. It's all there is, man. You have to, I yep. get it. I yep. get the feeling. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly it. I get yep. it, dude. People get it on here. I'm sure too. So along the way, I know that we said no shortcuts, so I'm not trying to get shortcut given to someone, sure, yeah, yeah. but say you could take a lesson that you learned and give it to someone without them having to go through a certain experience or take a certain path to get there. Mm. What would you say the worst thing that you've done along the way is, or like the shittiest thing where you're like, Hey, if you could learn it and really get the impact of that lesson, but not do this thing, like don't do that. Cause it sucked. Yeah. I mean, I think it would, I can think of kind of two things. One would be, uh, get your deposit before you start working <laughs> because that, <laughs> I know that one too. <laughs> very real thing. That's like, you know, something you learn in the creative business. Like you, people will, you know, lead you down 15, 20 revisions and then back out of a project. And yep. yep. That is just like, ugh. I mean, it just takes time, time away from other things. It's just that I'd say is the biggest, like get, get your deposit down before you start working on anything because it's, you know, it's, it's easy to get excited. It's easy. And I mean, I still do it sometimes where I get excited about a project and I'm like, yeah, all right, we're going to get cranking on this one. This is awesome. Yeah. But there's like, I've had experiences where I've done rounds and rounds and rounds and people end up just totally backing out Yeah. or, you know, something similar that you drew ended up in the hands of somebody who could do it for cheaper. You know what I mean? Things like that where it's like, and these are real things. I mean, they're very real things. And there's, I guess that was one of the, one of the things I try to talk to, like younger, I got some younger, younger friends that are kind of in the same, same world and just a few years behind me. And one of the things I try to, you know, kind of really push to them is making sure you get things lined out, you know, get your, get your contracts lined out, get your, you know, everything via email and make sure that there's no handshake agreements and that everything's lined out. Cause at the end of the day, it is business. And yep. Yep. when you don't have those things together, it can be pretty, pretty, 
pretty soul-sucking and heart-wrenching to, to, you know, put that much into something and then have it just go away or, you know, take another turn. So, yeah, I would say that that's probably the that's thing. That's big, that, dude. Yeah, because that's And it happens to creatives more than anyone, I think. Mm-hmm. We yeah. just, like, we don't, we, we don't, like, want to focus on it sometimes and we don't want to feel that our art could lead that way essentially i feel and then we feel bad about it like legit people feel bad about taking the deposit and you're like no man like for you to do this all the time like this is a part of it to make it so that you get to do it all the time like so that you get to have the impact that you want to have like you have to make it so you keep making impact the only way you're going to do that is if like you're doing good business like you just have to absolutely you have to and people don't always that's the thing too is you don't have to think of it straight up all all negative on the person like shit just happens dude people people get sick or they lose a job or like stuff happens just like to any one of us stuff just happens all of a sudden you're like oh shit i shouldn't be paying for art right now where i gotta go pay for electricity or stuff just happens and if you don't like just control where it is at in terms of the project for like how those things are handled then like Mm -hmm. people will do things because they have to and it's not it's just all part of the it's all part of the process you know it's all part of it dude i i 100 agree it's it's never really as personal as it feels um i think a lot of times just shit happens and like me personally like if, if i have someone's deposit and they're like hey listen everything went belly up i'm totally screwed like, you know, I'll gladly be like, listen, well, I'll take the amount that I worked and give you, you know what I mean? It's like, you can always work something out, but it's so much easier to be in that position than it is to, <laughs> you know, get, get screwed totally and, and yeah. do a bunch of work and never, never get any compensation for it. So yeah. that's probably one of the biggest things that I screwed up for a long time and, and finally got my act together there. <laughs> Yeah. And like you said, you're like still catch yourself doing it. My sure. wife is like the, um, she's like the, the, uh, I don't know the law or something like I'm, I'm really <laughs> good with other businesses, like looking from the outside. I'm pretty like, I'm really good at looking at the books and be like, Hey, you can't do this thing. And like, be like, don't do that thing. But then when it comes to my own thing, sometimes <laughs> I will like, I'll be like, well, for this one project and, and my wife will be like, you're taking the deposit. You said you always take deposits. You're going to do that. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. And then, and then I'd be like, mm, my, my wife said, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no. But it's real though. It's real. Cause it's like, have there's to. times where I've been working on things and Rachel just kind of looked at me like, do you get that deposit yet? <laughs> like, well, I mean, I know, him, but then it's like, you kind of <laughs> shrink the file after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's in my head too, dude. Like I feel, sometimes I think that she didn't even ever say it and she's not there, but like, yeah, I picture yeah, yeah. It and it's like late at night. I picture it and like Meg's like coming out of the corner. <laughs> Did you, like, oh, yeah you're right did no you deposit like, yet. <laughs> yeah okay my bad <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah, in my so head now <laughs> <laughs> i know all about that for sure <laughs> all right so other uh other side would be what is the best idea you've come up with along the way like the best thing that you've ever done or best idea you've had along the way whoa um like artistically and like career-wise right like, whatever whatever you think whatever you want. Um, Sometimes they're both. Yeah. I think the best idea was committing to myself, you know, like I think there was a a period of time where I was so unsure um, 
uh, as to like if I was really going to be able to make this happen. Um, and I think with the help of loved ones, my wife and some of my best friends and people that I really trust, they really helped me kind of build that confidence in my abilities um, and, and the confidence in myself that if I commit, I can make this shit happen. Um, mm. So I think that, I mean, I don't want that to sound like too egocentric here, but just like the, the day that I was like, I'm going to commit to, to me and my dream and making this happen. And I'm going to commit on every level that I possibly can. And uh, like, stop being unsure, stop like wavering and just say, this is what's going to happen. And I'm going to do this shit. Like yep. that was, that was probably the best thing I ever did, honestly. And it took a long time to get there. It was not something that happened overnight. It took years and years and years to get there. But as soon as I got there, I think that was the best choice I ever made or best thing I ever did. Hell yeah, man. I'm like learning more and more every day. Like it doesn't, it doesn't like feel like it should make sense to trust your gut essentially. Cause you're like, how would I know anything? Like, how would I have the experience that, you know, like how, how would my gut be right? Essentially, yeah. but like more and more and more the times where I've like overanalyzed something or I've like trusted just the books or the numbers. And like, I reacted and did something off of that, that led to the wrong decision and Absolutely. every like huge, huge, big move that worked out was for my gut. And I, and I, just started analyzing it less and less like it was like luck and just more and more like it was like because you gave yourself the opportunity to lean into that feeling that was right and i don't think it's an egocentric thing dude i think it's just like a self-awareness thing of like where can you trust that gut and where can you not because there's times where i feel the gut still tells me the right thing and like i will there are times where i do still ignore it because i'm like no gut like you think that you know, but like this time, like you straight up know no shit yeah. about this thing. Like we need to go talk to some people right now. That is a bad idea. It to doesn't. That doesn't feel like. You, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not. <laughs> that's not right right now. But then there's other times where like I can have someone sitting there and they're like they're like, dude, you can't do that. You can't afford that. And I'm like, yeah cool man all right i gotta find someone else to work with because like we're not cool like i'm gonna go do this like i like get out of my face like for sure for sure you gotta do it that's that's kind of what it is it's when i realized uh you know i kind of had to trust myself and um and kind of commit to myself so that was that was the best that was definitely the best choice i made i think good man and you're doing it so thanks it's working keep doing it (laughs) (laughs) what would be a resource that you'd recommend like the creative full-time living audience. It could be podcasts, could be YouTube video, movie book, like at what's one resource you'd recommend. It can be people that are doing the same type of stuff that you like to do or just creatives as a whole or business owners as a whole. Like what's a resource that you're really, really important to you really big. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I'm trying to think of a good resource. My like, I feel like my interests are so niche. Like, you know, it's like graffiti lettering. You're like, it's, I don't know. Like there's some sites and things that I look to there. Yeah, Um, it can be. It can be that. I mean, sure. Okay. So I guess like, 
I would just probably Google traditional sign writing books. There are a few that are, I don't know the names of them off top. Um, because I got like this collection offline of like these books from like the 1940s and 1930s. Like it's so sick. I but see it's, like, that in your art, basics. dude. You know what I mean? It's like the, the tried and true. It's like, you see these things that, and you're able to go through it and you'd be like, oh well this worked until um you know this this worked in 1920 and it still looks cool today this is tried and true awesome so i would say if anything go to the original sources of the things that you're looking to find Mm -hmm. out about um when i started looking at graffiti it was like i went straight to 70s inception like where it was started um I think knowing your history gives you better direction and better uh, kind of uh, an idea of, I guess, purpose as to why you're doing something, what you're carrying forward. So I guess this isn't really answering your question as like an actual resource or like a direct resource. But I guess if there's anything you're into, search as far back as you possibly can to where these ideas or where these this style was kind of started and starting knowing where it came from, knowing the basics and kind of working from there, I think to me is the most important. Um, I'm trying to think of like, you don't have to, dude, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't I mean, have oh, to. I, I said it in the beginning, subway art by Martha Cooper and Henry Chalfant, the best ever um, shows kind of where it all started. And, uh, that's, that's one I would say, but yeah, anything you're really into, go back, learn the history of it. And it really helps give you direction as to kind of why this works, why certain things work, why certain things don't. Um, I think that's kind of the best way to kind of attack anything you might be interested in. Yeah. And it like gives you different, there are like, like I, I, the way that I thought of that when you said it is like, I can look at music theory as like a way for things mechanically like why what is it about this writing that makes people be that way with it why but like i don't want to think that all the time you mm-hmm. know what i mean but it does help me and it's the same mm-hmm. way with like and a- anything like that like you like understanding like why these letters have lasted that long like you'll see it you'll start seeing patterns of like yep. why yep. did this in 1920 work why in 2020 does it still work and what are people finding appealing about it? And how, how did they use it in different contexts through that time? And then you'll see through their choices, why it's being chosen to do that thing. And then you can apply it how you want to based off of your own style. And like that is helpful. Absolutely. And I think extremely important now with the, the current day and age where we have the, you know, social media and access to these, these trends that come out and these trends happen and they're like blasted in the face with them and they're new and they may or may not hold weight over time. So it's good to know what's really going to work. <laughs> and then you can kind of look at these trends <laughs> with the eye of knowing what I'd be like, eh, you know, seeing that's really going to last long or be like, Oh, that's cool. That's an adaptation based off of blank and be like, that's cool. You know, but yeah, I think it's very, very, very key and important to know the history behind whatever you're doing. Definitely, man. That's such a like super, super true in art. It's like really easy to fall in love with some of the trends. Cause they're like the coolest shit 
ever. Oh my gosh, but sometimes yeah, like you just so lean in too hard <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's for sure. Last question is gonna be the easiest on you, my man, to end this right. out. And that is just where do people find your stuff? If people are into it, they want to come out and check out your art or whatever, where do they find you and in your stuff, dude? For sure. Well, on all socials, it's Ryan writes on things. One word. It's a uh, pretty, try to keep it pretty it. straightforward there. <laughs> yeah. I love it, dude. Um, I really so do. Ryan writes on things on Instagram and then Ryan writes on things.com. I don't have any of the other ones. I'm just down to those two. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you can kind of see on my website and on my Instagram where I currently have work but um trying to show and exhibit as much as possible given covid and then you know painting murals as as much as i can so you know all all around the east coast right now trying to work my way out west at some point soon if if you know everything works out well here um (coughs) excuse me and yeah that's pretty much where you can find me um i guess the most up-to-date is on instagram and then on the website cool yeah, if it, I was going to say, like, if it wasn't COVID times, I'd pack up my truck and we could go out and, and go on this um this Portland drive that I'm going to do yeah, sometime dude. and oh, hit up everything. That'd be, that'd but be awesome. maybe yeah. I could post that list. Can I post that list that you gave me that yeah, has, like, the 10 I think in Portland? they're all still running, I think. Maybe Space Gallery, I think, is down. Um, okay. But there's a new one. There's actually two new ones since I said that to you, so I can send those over to you. Okay, so people out there, I will do my my little drive about, and then I will report back, and I'll give you a list out there. And I don't know how long you'll listen out. Where like you might be listening to this podcast episode super old, but check it out, and I'll put out a list and for yeah, people that are hanging out awesome. looking for some COVID stuff to do in Portland. Go hit up all this art, you know. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Cool, man. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for listening on Instagram Live, and thank you to anyone that's listened to the episode as a podcast episode in the future of this time. Thanks so much, dude. I appreciate you having me on here.